welcome to the Toronto Ultra American Maven podcast. We have another guest and another wonderful episode ahead of us today. The one and only Benjamin Bance, sir. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you doing? I'm doing well, man. I've just been, I've just been chilling. You, uh, I guess you've been traveling stuff. It's been a crazy couple of days. Yeah, you know, crazy, stressful, but it all comes with a job. Yeah, I'm I gonna guess, ask, you know, people, people were joking on Twitter. How was Madison? How, how was, how was the event? How was Wisconsin? I, I loved it. I, I feel yeah. like it, it reminded me of the UK. Obviously, it was very busy. It was a college town. Um, but I liked everywhere we went. It was good. Um, isn't it known for, like, it's cheese, cheese or curds. something? Yeah. Cheese curds, and the yeah. cheese curds were so good. I love cheese. So like, <laughs> oh, mate. I, I was in heaven just eating cheese constantly, I'll be honest. It was, it was wonderful. Um, yeah, no, it was good. I loved it. I was watching uh, like the Scump watch party and they were all sort of joking and roasting. Like, why the fuck are they in Wisconsin? Like Wisconsin joke, like just make kind of making fun of it forever. And then like on the broadcast, they showed like pictures of it, like a bunch of different shots of it. And they were all like, what the fuck? I want to go to, I want to go to Madison. This looks dope. Like I, it, it looked great. I mean, it's uh, yeah, I think it's, it's like what I looked it up. It's like the second largest city uh, there. And it's, I, I had no idea. I don't know much about Wisconsin. I'll be honest. I don't know. anything. I've never been there. I've never been oh. there. Honestly, it was nice, and I think it's a sleeper city for the for COD. I think uh, Rocker sold like four hundred tickets or something, and that's for awesome. a one day event. So who knows what a full full weekend with every team would do there? I think it's a sleeper city. I'll be honest. Yeah, well, I think that's sort of like you know we're gonna talk more about that type uh, the event and stuff later. There's a bunch of chat about it, but I think that's what everyone kind of. I know it wasn't in Minnesota, but everyone kind of wanted with the home series early on, like um, little, little smaller scale, maybe, but like just going to cities and building sort of that, that city type vibe. Um, and yeah, I mean, the potential's there. It was just cool. It was cool to see. I mean, as a viewer, it was, uh, it was kind of dope, but we'll, we'll chat more about that later. Cause there's all sorts of shit to chat about with that event. Um, but it worked out for you, didn't it fancy? All right. Now uh, let's start at the beginning. Um, we, we, we've been asking everyone that's come on this, uh, just cause everyone's had kind of different answers and stuff. Uh, where did it all start for you? Like where, like, how'd you get into COD? Where, where did COD start? Call of duty. Call, call uh, of duty. Call of duty. Uh, it started when I was, oh my God. Where, how old was I? I don't, oh, we I don't even know. Yes. How old have I been in like, probably like around 10 years old, maybe, I think. Okay. Um, I used to go play football with my brother and his mates. And we'd go back to one of his friend's house and we'd play split screen, uh, COD 4. Um, oh. Yeah. Um, and everyone was like, we need Ben on my team. Um, <laughs> and yeah, it started from there. I played, we'd done that for quite a while. And then I went home. I was like, "Mom, I need to get this game. I need to get an Xbox or a PlayStation. I need to play." Um, and yeah, that's it. It went from there. I got COD Four, played that. I didn't like World at War as much. Mm. It wasn't really my game, but I was yeah, grinded a lot of COD Four. And then, um, and then yeah, competitive COD for you because you start a little bit later, right? Like AW is when you. Well, I think that's when like you really started to come onto the scene, yeah. I suppose. But like, where, what, you know, where did you find competitive COD? Like, how'd you, how'd you figure out that was a thing? Uh it was surprisingly through ranked play on Black Ops Two. Okay. Um, I used to obviously play that a lot. Um, I never, I never got uh rank one by the way. Never, can never get masters rank one. You never I, got I masters to, rank one. No, still <laughs> to this day, I have never got a masters rank one on uh. 
Black Ops 2. I, I don't that even remember how it works. Still. Like, did, was it like a leaderboard and you had to it was, like? No, it was different it? each squad. Like each yeah. team you played with. Because I remember I came into it late, but that's the first cut I really played, sort of mm -hmm. competitively. And I remember it was annoying because like every different group you'd play with, you had like a different rank. A rank right. The only way to like build up with that rank was with that exact group, if I remember correctly, right? Yeah, if you if you, if you went in a four stack, yeah, or you can play just one solo, and then you'd mm -hmm. have your own rank. So I never played solo because I was too scared. So I didn't know how that worked. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, so I played. I played uh, a lot of ranked play. Could never, never get that number one as much as I used to. Like stay up really late till like the minute before the 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 leaderboard ended, and there'd always be one guy that would just beat me to it every single time. It used to really frustrate me. Um, but I'd play. And I knew about game battles before this because I used to play 2v2s on Modern Warfare 2. Okay. Um, but I just put FA randomly in my uh, clan tag. You know, the the, the classic. Um, <laughs> and some people hit me up. Uh, Nado, N-A-D-O. Just this random bunch of uh, four players were just like, yo, do you want to come play with us? I was like, yeah, why not? Um, I played a scrim with them. I think oh, like you, you, were taking, I you were taking yeah. it serious. You still remember yeah. this? Look at yeah. you. I think I dropped like 50 on Hardpoint Slums. And they were like, yo, this guy's disgusting. <laughs> Let's pick him up. Um, and it went from there. I played so many EGL Cups. Didn't do good, obviously. <laughs> Never done good. Um, and then Vortex, his team was like the, like the number one team in those EGL Cups. Mm. Um... I remember playing against them and I was like, wow, these guys have got godlike setups on, I think it was on Ghost when I finally fully started playing them. And they'd like, on Octane, they'd both hold like the crosses. And I was like, these guys are geniuses. Like, <laughs> it's the most simple thing. I was like, wow, these are geniuses. Like, look at how he's holding a cross. <laughs> um, yeah, I could never beat them. And then Steve-O just randomly hit me up to play with them. And I was like, yeah, I'm down. But then I became a land dodge. Oh, the, you didn't go to Lance. No, on Ghost, I kept dodging. I'll be honest. I was a, I was the classic <laughs> warrior that would dodge events. You, you were, you were like the one guy. Everyone's like, man, this guy was just. He must be hideous, dude. If he's not showing up at events, like this guy is just, like, he just won't show up. Yeah, like I used to talk so much shit to people, like be like a joke everyone's oh this big online warrior prove it atlanta and i was and i would use to dodge every single event <laughs> just come up with new excuses <laughs> um, it wasn't even like a parents would let you go thing it was just like a i fuck this no, i was like fuck that i'm not going you good i'm not going <laughs> um but yeah and then i quit halfway through ghosts and came back in aw oh. and finally got convinced to uh go to an event but yeah, um, my that mom is was hilarious yeah. to me, dude. That is so. You just did not want to go. You didn't want to play the tournament. No, I, I feel like, like I'm like back then. I was like very socially awkward. Like even with mm -hmm. school, like I used to get like really awkward going to school. Um, mm -hmm. I don't know why. Uh, now I'm just a big idiot on camera, to be honest. But like <laughs> I was, I used to be like so scared of like people judging me. Like I used to sit there and like think about like the trousers I'd used to wear at school, like, oh my God, if these are baggy, like people look at me weird. Like, you know what I mean? I used to like think so deep into it, but I think, like, I think we all did at some point, but yeah, you were, you were yeah. like, I'm not going to this. Yeah. 
Um, and then on AW, I got asked, obviously, to go to an event. So I had to convince my mum. And she wasn't having it. She thought, like, I'll be honest, she thought, um, like, I was getting groomed by someone. And I, you know what I mean? Because you see stories online. You don't, no, you, you no. do. No, like, it's not crazy. My mom yeah. thought I, it was fake when I qualified yeah. for the first line. She was literally like, that's not real. I was like, no, is, it I is. I didn't even qualify. Like, I went up to her and I was like, yeah, so there's this gaming event. They've offered to pay for my travel, my hotel. Can I go? And she's like, are you sure? Like, <laughs> someone's offering to give you money to go to an event? Like, I was like, yeah, no, it's legit. And she was like, I don't know. I think you're being groomed here. I was like, no, mum, it's, it's, it's good. Trust me. Like, and she, yeah, she, she wasn't um, with it. And all my, like, brothers and that were like, no, mum, you can't let him go. Like, it's dodgy. Like, he at least you had, like, a yeah. ton of pictures, though. What, AW? So that's, like, 20. At least, like, eSports was starting to become a thing. Yeah. I had to convince my mom in 2010. I basically had to show them, like, <laughs> Halo pictures. I had to show them Halo pictures. That's pretty much all we had. There was no yeah. COD lens at all. Literally zero. <laughs> Luckily, I got to go, but, yeah. Did she, did she go with you or, like, make your brothers go with you or anything? Or did she ultimately just let you go? No, no she just let me go. She trusted me. And then, yeah, it led to here, but it was, it was, yeah, it was an interesting combo. So the way that Benjamin Vance finally became a professional Call of Duty player was when he got over his social anxiety and grew the balls to go to an event and also when his mother allowed it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's my story. <laughs> well, well, I think like the, I think that, you know, starting with uh, kind of Halo 2, at least on the console side of it, like with online multiplayer, like I, I, Listen, I've never really, you can tell how I am. I've never really struggled with the social anxiety thing, but I know a lot of people do. And I think when you're just playing online and a lot of it's not in person, it's just this online play. Like I imagine there were a lot of people where that like first step to an event for some people, it's excitement oh. but for some, it's just massive anxiety. I, I imagine back then as well. Like I said, like, dude, the chatter was like, if you miss an event, like, I remember back in NA, like the forums just lit you up. Like if you skipped an event or like they made up any possible story that you could imagine basically that you were a mutant from a different planet like that's <laughs> it was messed up back then it really was like it's not like that as much like you know, anymore because everyone's been to you know events or there's so many happening during you know during the year but back then if you missed an event dude you were just it just got worse and worse and worse so i, I can yeah. see that you thought Bance was a goblin, dude. I'm dying, bro. <laughs> not me. I'm not saying me. But Joe, Joe thought Bance was a goblin. I did not. I did. Dude, no way. Well, well let's let's talk about like, um, all right, so that's kind of how you got into stuff. I guess I just want to know, I mean, what were the major hurdles or like maybe challenges for, you know, you were a European player. I know you had EGLs and stuff, but like, I think you probably saw this is starting to take off in North America and it was a very North America heavy thing. Like, how was that difficult for you? Like just getting going and stuff. Um, I never really thought about it as much. It's like, I just wanted to sort of like, obviously improving in Europe. Cause at that stage I was like pretty small. Um, I just knew if I wanted to like be the best and play against the best, like I've got to like conquer Europe. You know what I mean? I have to climb the ranks in Europe. I can't just skip all these ranks and just think I'm going to, turn up yeah. to an a event and smoke everyone like i knew it was going to be like a long journey not just going to be going from nothing to something really um that makes sense so you really kind of conquered that region first to get on the map and then well, get going 
And too, you had you kind of hit like the apex of EU events because there sure. was there AW. There was all those Gfinity events. There was like ESWC still around. I'm sure there was more like EGL lands, like this and that. And then in the Black Ops Three, like Europe had its own region, you know, regional thing, which we'll we'll talk about Splice, but. I mean, it probably was a pretty good time of, to get started. Yeah, it was like yeah. literally probably the yeah. one of the better times to yeah. make uh, a name for yourself if you were a European player. Yeah, I definitely feel like I came at the right time. Um, and I still didn't even like conquer Europe, to be honest. Like, I'll be honest, Madcat, Tommy, Jared, Swanee, like they still ran Europe when I was playing. Um, yeah, I, I think I kind of got lucky when it came to like the American stages because they, they still ran my pockets in Europe, I'll be honest. Um, but yeah, no, I came at the right time i think the black ops free league was popping like loads of european teams were playing we had like the most events probably ever with like a decent prize pool ah, i got very lucky i'll be honest very lucky i think he named the four players i wrote down joe which it's <laughs> yeah. It, it's yeah i i i I didn't know he how to even like consider himself a part no, of that no no he's not you know, you know when, when the more i thought about it just now because i kind of had this idea that you were sort of like right now kind of the last one standing with regards to European players kind of from that early generation. But like you're, cause I guess I kind of have it lumped in, but I, I put Swanee, Jerd, Madcat and Tommy, like those kind of early players. And then now sort of the newer, you know, your Kleenex, your inside sort of a lot of the newer players, but you're kind of like in the middle, I guess. Yeah, I'm stuck in the middle between with, no, I'm stuck in the middle probably with Trey. I guess you can put Matty cause Matty joined the league on Black Ops 3, like the later end of it. So me, Matty, Trey, I think that's it. I think it was just us three that was stuck in the middle, really. Maybe like Rated and Joe, but obviously they moved on. But they were kind of like, they kind of started taking off like on the international scene at the same time, really. It is kind of weird though, because in my head, like before I went and looked through like, you know, your career, when you got started and stuff, like if someone had just asked me, like when Joe said AW, like, had I not looked at it, I just was thinking far earlier. And I don't know why. I guess in my head, I've always kind of lumped you in with the Swanee, Jared, Madcat, Tommy sort of time frame, but not really. Well, do I seem that old? Do I? No, no. I, I, I don't know why exactly. I, I'm not even sure why. I just sort of had you lumped in as like the, the early Well, you've been you playing guys. a long time now. I mean, since yeah, AW, yeah, right? Yeah, at a high good. level. And yeah. I think a lot of like those early years, I mean, that shit, I, I was a part of it, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, you know, the, those sort of names when you talk about like, you know, I was playing against Madcat, I was playing against Tommy. I'm sure for you guys, that's who, yeah, like you said, that's who was running Europe. You were trying to yeah. get on their team or you were getting your ass kicked by their team. Like, that's just, yeah. that's the way it was. Yeah, it was. Yeah, that's literally how it was. Yeah. Hmm. yeah it's that's not crazy. fun. It's it's come, uh, no, it's come quite a bit. And like, did you ever, you know, speaking of those, like, whatever you want to call them, like the grandfathers of EU COD, like the all-time greats, you know, for a long time, um, you know, I think probably, probably Tommy was considered like the, the best EU player, I think for a long time. And then sort of when you and Zero came on the scene, it, it felt, and I don't know if you agree, but sort of this back and forth thing for a while there between them, because we're going to get into your splice years and stuff like that. But like no one from Europe, it was kind of a running joke that your top players sucked because they never won like an international event. Like they never really did anything against top North American talent. And you were part of that. They kind of first squad to start to do that. And like, you know, it kind of had 
what during World War II, Zero kind of had the edge because like that Red Reserve team, um, you know, then because of your success with Ultra, I think most people put you kind of on the top of it. Like, has that ever, like, do you think about that at all? Just sort of like that, who's the best European player of all time? Or just not something you really care about? No, like, uh, it it doesn't really do much for me sitting there saying that I'm the best from Europe. Like, I don't want to, I don't play because I want to be the best in Europe. Like, that doesn't motivate me in the slightest. Like, I feel like, I've j- I just want to win the world championship and, like, be the best. You know what I mean? Like, being the, the best in just a region isn't really much for me. Obviously, I'll take it. I appreciate people that say it. Um, it is a nice thing to hear. But at the end of the day, it world championships is what I want to win. And that's an international thing. Being, like, the quote-unquote best from Europe isn't going to make me win that. So, yeah, I don't really think about it as much. Like, I don't know. I respect that. Like basketball or something. Like, I don't know. Like Dirk comes over from where's Dirk from Germany? Where's Dirk yeah, from? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, something like that. Like you know, he's the best player there, obviously. But like, he doesn't give a fuck. Like he wants to be the best player in the NBA, like in the world. So it's probably kind of kind of that sentiment. So I, I get that. I think also too in the moment of your career, it's not something you're really thinking about, right? Like you probably don't even know it, but the amount of like EU kids you may have, you know, uh, sort of. They may idolize you in a way, right? They look up to you in the way you're, if he did it, I can do it, right? You have more and more players trying to do it. So I don't, I, it's just something you don't really think about until Holy people fuck, it's come, David Beckham. Until people are coming into your chat. Like, dude, I used to watch you six years ago. You're the reason yeah. why I played. This stuff happens to me. I'm like, oh my God, I'm so old. But yeah, it'll happen. On AW, when I first started playing, Toby Kleenex used to DM me asking when am I next like when's my next event because he was a yeah. big fan and he loves watching me. And like stuff like that. So I love that. I love that shit. Yeah. Me and Toby ran it together. So like yeah, it is it, is a cool like thing to hear, to be honest. It is a nice thing to hear. I do like hearing stuff like that. Yeah, yeah I can't can't hurt to be idolized a little bit, even though you know. <laughs> Yeah, not, not the worst thing. But all right, Joe, you want to start with like, I think we kind of want to start with like Splice and kind of run through some of the big moments before we're, we're going to talk about obviously the more recent stuff with, with Rocker. We're going to get into the matches and stuff, but I, we kind of just want to go through your career and some of, some of the big moments and hear, hear your thoughts on them. Yeah, I mean, we'll start Black Ops 3, what, AW, you kind of, you were making a name for yourself, get to Black Ops 3, um, you have some seconds, you win G50. I think the big thing here throughout Black Ops 3 is your your second place uh at champs um yeah. you know a close final i mean what was that like for you guys because i don't think like, like i said i think what the eu favorite was probably millennium right like come, going yeah. into it but then they had like their sub so you guys were kind of just riding this wave like what was that moment like for for this team um well going into it uh it's been spoke about so much but like the team was in a bad way really like, it was hatred within the team. I don't even but remember was, that. So, yeah, we obviously, it was stage two before, like a few weeks before, right? I think the stage two playoff. Yeah, usually usually it's like two weeks before. Yeah, it was so, that time, yeah. Yeah, so stage two playoffs. We were in the semifinals, 5-2 up, I think, against Infused, and we lost. Mm. Right? It was, a, yeah, a bad loss, a really bad loss for us. And then it just caused so much chaos in the team. Like, I think Josh that night was like, I'm leaving the team. You guys can go pick someone else up. Um, Yeah, it was just like chaos throughout the team. And then we'd scrim, like lean up to the champs. We were like, yeah, we'll just stick, whatever. 
lean up to champs, like every single day, someone else, someone new would get off and chalk scrims. I think I done it one day. Uh, B Sport done it one day. It was you just guys like, kind of had some hotheads. Those are back at yeah, it because yeah. Josh. Josh cooled down, but he he was definitely nah, he was, hot. And then Reese, is, everyone Reese, knows Reese. Yeah, everyone knows Reese, Reese, even nowadays, is still <laughs> roasting people no matter what he's playing. So, like, yeah. And then you're a young guy. You're probably like, I'm sick of this shit. Like, I had to like that. I'll be honest. Like, you do have a bit of Nigga when you come up. Like, I feel like yeah. when I came up, I came up good time. Obviously, I had a lot of gas around my name i did have a slight ego so i and i'm a bit stubborn so like i was a bit of a hothead i'll be honest like when i came up um and yeah we just clashed every day and it was over such little things there was one where we were playing hunted snd it was like our best snd map um i think joe said something to josh like yo let's do this play down mid josh doesn't do it and then it just joe was like why don't you do it and he was like i did you're like, no, you didn't. And then it just created this chaos. And then, like, you just hear everyone leave the team speak. And I'm just sat there like, guys, are we playing? And just everyone left and went offline. I was like, what has happened? Um, so, yeah, the team wasn't in a good way. And I feel like back in those days, even if you weren't, like, friends, you kind of just got on with it, I feel like. Yeah. Because yeah, at the end of the day, it was like a – you kind of treat it as, like, a – a business like i don't give a fuck about this guy he may hate me but like we're good in game so fuck it we'll just deal with it um you guys probably couldn't even change teams though at that time either like roster i don't think you could have you were probably locked in the champs roster probably but like probably. yeah you we just like i feel like back in the day you'd still put up with like people's personalities because you yeah. just worked in game um and that's basically what happened and we just caught fire the the right time and we just had belief in the team but we well, hated, i didn't even realize you guys yeah. had a, a losers round two run i didn't even realize yeah we got well, you played swept. one two three four five you guys won six well five ma matches in a row so just one of those things where you guys just were on fire yeah we we shouldn't have even been in the lose we got reverse swept by fabby um mm -hmm. there was a bad loss um i remember after well, the loss, top four right yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I went and sat in my chair. Like, I actually went, sat down in the players' room, and I was just like this. My headphones on, listening to music. I was just like this. It just didn't speak to anyone for about an hour until our next <laughs> match. I was, I was sulking. I was like, I shouldn't be in losers. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, nah, we, we were really good against American teams. I don't know what it was because, I'll be honest, if you put that team on paper, mm -hmm. it's not like a sleigh-heavy team... Like, I think at one, it, we had B Sport running our AR with Reese. Like, really? Josh is not, yeah, Josh, yeah, Josh was our second AR. Like, our team realistically shouldn't work, but we somehow made it work. Um, well, and we were like, just really good. Well, we, it, it, listen, it's not the best parallel, but like, I, I think there's like this, this sentiment that sometimes there's a change in. I don't know. It's like a generational shift. But like this, this stuff. Like everybody has to vibe. Like vibes have got to be immaculate. Like teammates have to get along. But like I always think about that. I just growing up a big Lakers fan. Like Shaq and Kobe fucking hated each other, but get, it worked yeah. on the court. It worked on the court, and like they won three championships in a row. Like you don't have to be best pals. I mean, I, does everyone kind of want that? You want to get along with the people you're going to war with every day, hundred percent. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Easier like, through tough times. Yeah, hundred percent. But like it's not. It doesn't have to be. 
even the, even yeah. if like maybe that's the ideal situation. So like, I'm not shocked to hear because sometimes that's like a weird motivation for people, depending on personality types. Like you know, you're colliding with somebody, you just want to like be better than them. It like pushes you in a weird way. Um, but no, I forgot that that was like a thing that you guys were were at each other's throats. And you mentioned like the the air thing. What was the dude? I was trying to think of it. What was what was Reese one popping people? Was it the XR two that he pulled out within the champs final or something? Or what was the yeah, what was yeah, the yeah. other burst gun? Yeah, it was too. Yeah, dude, I just remember him like one popping the fuck out of people. Like everyone else was running the M8 basically, but mm -hmm. I, I just remember that from the final. And I yeah. want I want to ask you too because I always thought this was one of the funnier things I'd ever seen. Like, so you know, it's it's obviously in in Cali, and you know, it's this Europe versus NA thing that got built up, and I'll never forget. Like, I'm I'm walking around before the match i think like uh usa chants had already started i'm pretty sure i saw bon <laughs> I, I saw fucking vonderhaar in the crowd chanting usa i'm like <laughs> like, like it, there was there was massive like usa chants going on and like there hasn't been you know that's why i love the uh, the world cup or whatever sport that has like the, an international rivalry which we haven't had a lot of in call of duty but could you like hear that when you were playing like you hear the usa chants like just ringing out and did it matter i no, yeah, you definitely could. It, you hear it all the time now as well. I, I, I've always heard the the, the typical USA, USA. <laughs> um, no, it doesn't really affect me anymore. I feel like at first, I, I think anyone that says it doesn't affect you is probably lying because <laughs> it's like at the end of the day, it's your first time ever experiencing like people shouting at you. Like it, mm. it is like a a crazy experience especially on like the biggest stage i think there was a couple thousand people like in the crowd so and you guys were in the rafters dude you <laughs> oh, guys were in right. the tower that, that, that yeah. was with the tower stage yeah. that was actually kind of yeah. fucking cool honestly like looking back like it was kind of cool until you had to go pee probably yeah yeah. Oh, yeah you have to like climb the stairs to get up like <laughs> it was a sick stage but yeah no it was it, it definitely does a like get in your head a bit but then it also fuels you like now Everyone always says they love playing against Optic because it's like when the crowd's against you, like you've got something to prove. Like you're like playing to silence them almost. I'm sure the so it kind of motivates is like, you. Silence is fuel, right? And then so yeah. you got second place, then you waited an hour and a half for Snoop Dogg. I didn't even watch it. I'll be honest, I was that <laughs> mad. I, I I regret that. I actually do. I was like, it's, obviously, I've not ever seen him, so I was, I was actually. I remember just losing and just wanted to go back and sit in, sit in uh, the hotel room. And what did I get for dinner as a treat for oh. second place? I went Denny's for second place. Well, you were young, you know? But still, like, I went Denny's. Yeah. Like, I love that you remember doing that. that nowadays. Bates yeah. isn't doing that nowadays, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> all you missed by the way i will never ever 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 forget it because there, a lot went into that year like i i was a lot more involved with just everything that year it was a weird weird year because that's when like activision like their consumer marketing team like took over stuff and it was like a weird it was a weird stressful year i just saw like because everything shifted like esl and it, it just was strange but i just remember being so relieved when it was done and it was a banger final and then i'll never forget dude that poor jack jack had to come out on stage like i don't even know five to 10 times it was a just, lot just tell the crowd like hey guys we're still just waiting on like snoop dog and stuff it's gonna start as soon as possible and like he's just getting booed bro like i will never oh, no, ever really ever forget it bro because he had to come out so many times it, it legit was like 
It was, it was like five times. It, yeah, it, it was it was a long wait, but that's like all I remember from the well, end. Wasn't it early? Jack. What didn't you guys say? That, like, didn't wasn't that final like eleven a.m. on a like a morning? It was yeah. like mad early, right? I think yeah. yeah, it was because I remember Cap like tweeting, uh, like you guys said you picked up in a shuttle like seven in the morning. Oh, oh, I do remember that. Yeah, it was it was even earlier for us because yeah, we were obviously meant to play that Fabi team for top three the night mm. before. But obviously, that's when all the stuff Vortex happened the with Vortex. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's when all that happened. So we had to. I'm pretty certain I woke up about six a.m. Mm-hmm. In yeah, I was at the venue starting my match about seven a.m. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a really early match. I was still wiping cross on us. I was so tired, <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah, come on, let's play, boys. Come on." Uh, that yeah. event was a mess because even day one, we ended up in a hotel ballroom. Yeah. Anyways, anyways. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that, that, was, that whole was event was a mess. Was a mess, but we got through it. You get second, and you got to be thinking, all right, all right, this is you know you're starting to take off now. You go into IW, and IW is a very I I mean this is a a great year for for you guys. This is your first international uh, event win, um, and you guys were kind of a powerhouse throughout the year. So I mean, like, what was it like, you know, winning that first international event? Because that was always it, like. There was the MW3 event that I lost to like Josh and, and Mad Cat. But like outside of that, it was nothing. Like we went over there, yeah, won a lot. You guys came over here a lot. There was just like, there was a, probably a couple of top fours, maybe a top eight or two. Yeah, your second place, but never a win. So what was it like to finally get that international win? Yeah, it was actually really good. Like, um, obviously, like you said, it was the first ever time it happened. Um, and I could see how much it actually meant to like Dill and Jared. Like Dill just sat down and like had a few tears and I was like, wow, like you, you can just tell like how much he went through it just to get that one win. Um, so it felt good and it made me hungry. I was like, I need to keep winning. Like this is a feeling <laughs> I want. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> for all these, these tough losses, like just standing up and winning that was so good. Um, yeah, it, it's so motivating after you win. Like usually people will be like, well, yeah, when you lose, you're, you want to grind to be better but like there's nothing like a winning motivation i feel like for me like there's something about like i'll get home and i'll just keep playing keep playing like i gotta keep proving this car keep going just keep uh going at it um but yeah it was so good it was so it's so hard to explain because like i don't think many people realize like traveling like 10 hours every time just to go and get slaughtered by some americans you know what i mean like, yeah no for sure <laughs> and it, i mean even like all the gfinities eswcs like that's was like you know the optic dynasty uh like that was through aw black ops 3 you guys really only played at champs right there wasn't internet was there anything international? no we went to we went to an anaheim okay you guys could go Oh, yeah. that's when they added a couple events yeah, because yeah, yeah. ESL couldn't do them. That's when yeah, that's that year was stressful because yeah. LG yeah. ran Anaheim and like Dallas or Anaheim and uh, Orlando, Orlando, Orlando. Yeah, because I was working there. Yeah, that was a yeah, weird, that's a weird, weird year, bro. Okay, yeah. So there was a couple of events, but then IW really started sort of the international pro league. Like everybody was there. Um, you guys kind of took off. I mean, didn't finish the year probably how you wanted. I think I remember after stage one, there was definitely after you guys won. Some some drama started. I feel like egos maybe blew up a little bit, right? I feel like I remember yeah, that. Yeah, there was some. Um, yes, it, so basically, Didn't after want to leave or something. Yeah, me and me and Trey clashed quite badly. Um, so basically, what happened was 
during well, after stage one, we went to Anaheim, got second. Mm-hmm. Um, so still things were looking really good for us. Um, and then we went home, and obviously because it was like uh, all international league. Who was it? I think Epsilon Fanatic. Like Elevate. Yeah, Elevate. They were all in different groups, obviously, and so every like week, a different team was flying out to America. Mm-hmm. So we had like no practice uh, going into stage two, I think it was, or going into the playoffs. And oh, that's it, because we had Red Reserve in our group, so we mm-hmm. couldn't play them regardless. And then Fnatic and one others were away when we were home, so the only team we could play was Epsilon. So they were our scrim partners. They were the only team we played for a week. Right? Wait, it, was it a blender? <laughs> Honestly. So, so, like, you know how it is. Playing the same team. Yeah. So we played the same team That's every Dave single shows day. Up, That's the time of year Dave shows up, bro. <laughs> so we played, we played them every single day for about a week and a half. Like, and it got to the point where we, I knew their ins and outs. And they yeah, you're pre firing their brakes, yeah. like yeah, yeah that exactly. sort of stuff. It got yeah. to that. And it, when it got to that, we just started overcomplicating it, being like, "Oh, we can't do this." Oh, Trey, don't run the NV4 anymore, even though you just dropped a 1.5 for us. You're on the K bar. <laughs> deals on the like deals on the NV4. Like it, it just created this like weird dynamic in the team, and it just made everyone clash so badly. And we went to stage two playoffs. We lost to LG. It was the rematch of stage one in Anaheim finals. So we lost to them in round one. And then we lost to FaZe 3 1. Yeah, good memory. You got good memory. Yeah, you got good memory. Yeah, we lost 3 1. Um, I still remember how we lost. We lost a uh, breakout hard point fourth map. <laughs> still, I went on like a 13 streak or something. I still remember it all to this day. Um, but yeah, we lost that. And then we went back to the room. And, and Trey was like, yeah, I spoke to Mad Cat and Jared. And if it ever gets to where we only play one more team, like we're not going to scrim. And I was like, what the fuck do you mean we're not going to scrim? We're just not going to play for a fucking a few weeks. And then it just we just headbutted it. It mm. caused some crazy drama. Um, yeah, it was not good. It was not good. The one thing I remember is, you, all right, you have a crazy memory. I have a very random memory. <laughs> and the one thing I remember, I don't know what player it was, and if it if I did, I probably wouldn't say it. But I just remember some player, probably intoxicated, ranting to me that Zero just wanted to suck off North American players and play with North American players. <laughs> I was like, oh. <laughs> Oh, dude, okay. I just, I just, I remember, I remember it because I was just like, "Why well, do get a high level right with Trey?" So, okay, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I just remember that like was part of. I don't remember if that's the right time period, but I think it kind of is. Like when that stuff started all to yeah. go down, and like there was just this. I remember like this sort of like anti Trey thing. It seemed like he wanted to sort of like fuck the EU guys. I want to play with North Americans type vibe. I, I distinctly remember that. Yeah, that did go. Did that did float about for a bit? I've heard what you, I've heard that as well. Like he did, it, yeah, he did. Uh, he did get along with Americans. To be fair, like he was like he was probably like the first person to fully like get involved with most. And I feel like he still is really. Like you always see him playing with uh, people and unranked and stuff. So yeah, he he definitely is like 
he's like a mix, you know what I mean? He's he's bringing the UK culture over, but he definitely hangs with the Americans a lot. Yeah, no, I just yeah, weirdly remember that. That's that's my brain. That, that, that one line you remember like specific something that, that breakout i'm just like that's what i remember <laughs> you just at the bar perfect what what else you got let's, let's hear it you got any more well, good ones well well it's, it's it's funny because like joe put in here like he kind of wanted to hear the impact of like you know your team's international success and i guess why that like sticks out to me a little bit is because i think for you it was like this hunger to keep winning and maybe just keep i don't know showing that like European players could get the win. You got that first international win. Like, let's do it again. Whereas, I don't know, maybe, maybe for zero is sort of like, I got this win. Now it's time to join like a North American juggernaut type thing. Like this is my step to like get into I don't know that. if it was that. It was definitely, uh, cause I went through something like that. Where like when, when COD first started or, you know, it was all about like your team, you didn't talk to anyone else. Right. But yeah. then after a couple of years, everyone just kind of becomes friends in like, yeah. I think that's just where it was like, these guys were literally traveling like every other week to, to North America with like eight other teams or four other teams. Like, I think it's just sort of like that naturally mix happens. And there may have been some maybe old school heads where it was like, are you talking to those guys? Like, what the, what the fuck? Like, yeah, why, why are you doing like, that? Yeah. I mean, that would literally probably have been me. Like, honestly, like that, I, I was like that sort of old school culture. Like you talk to your team and that's it. And then everyone started mingling together because you're just traveling more and more. It's like, it's just something that it's something that happens. Like nowadays, you guys all know each other very, very well. Um, yeah. So I think that was just like the first iteration of it or, or one of the first iterations of it for sure. And nobody really knew how to handle this situation. Like just, uh, just a different time. Even for another, like, yeah, like NBA parallel, like it's sort of the same thing kind of happened. Like, you know, you go back to like the, I love I'm these just, NBA gems. Well, well I just always like, I, I, I feel like, I, I guess I feel like I see, I see a lot of like parallels with how it's sort of gone with international players coming in the success. And like, I think about how like, you know, they had the old school attitude where Jordan just wants to shit on everyone and hate everybody. And like everyone just like all the teams hate each other. And now everyone's just like pals. Like it's sort of evolved the same way. It's just like a cultural shift where everyone's sort of like, yeah, we're competing at the highest level, but we can also be like cool and friends. But like mm -hmm. it's not, yeah, like the Detroit Pistons of old. They want to literally just like injure players. Like it's not, it's just sort of like shifted. Uh, but I don't know why I was going to the NBA, dude. I don't know. I just have a lot of parallels there. Right? <laughs> you got a weird mind. You got a weird mind. I, all right, I, I do. We still got a lot. So all right, we're we're in World War II now. Uh, you guys kind of have like a roller coaster every year. There's some roster changes. I think one of one of the most iconic events is probably your second at, at Birmingham. Just that entire event. That is where Shut Up Maven started. That's where beer was <laughs> everywhere. If you went into the restroom, people were yelling at you. I mean, just like it was 50 whoa. people just saying, fuck you, Maven in a bathroom while trying to piss. <laughs> yeah, like it was I'm never, it's one of the most unforgettable memories for me. I'm just like, and they were all like doing it like a fun way, sure, but still we try tried it. It's it can be hard to pee in public sometimes, just in general. Much less when there's 50 hammered people yelling at you. I was like, yeah. please work, please pee. Yeah, there's two everywhere, minutes till broadcast is back on. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, sort of the discussion of home field advantage is talked. We'll get to that. But, you know, for you, like playing, uh, and I would love to have champs back in London, but like playing in, yeah. in front of those crowds over, over your career, especially like Birmingham, like that's got to just be an incredible feeling. Yeah, it, it's so good. I feel like, uh, obviously, I get why all the events are in America. I do understand, but I feel like the UK needs way more love. I genu genuinely, we all, everyone, we all agree. Yeah, everyone <laughs> sits there and says how good the events are. Everyone knows it. Like, I don't. I really don't get why 
we haven't had an event in so long there. Like, there's something about the atmosphere. Like, obviously, everyone knows in the UK, everyone loves their alcohol. And it definitely gets shown at the events. It lets everyone's personalities out. It's just a blast. There's something about... What's like your cheer atmosphere. culture? Your cheer culture yeah. is just so much better than over here. It's just way fucking better. I mean, it's not even close. It's not even close. And that, like, that's a that's a good thing. Like you said, it's a party. Yeah, it is. It, and it's just something different. It's a nice vibe. Um, I just feel that the UK needs more love. Like, there's still like a big UK like community like playing every single day. It's the least I feel like the CDL can do. I genuinely believe it. Just an event, they deserve it. They like I feel like the UK now has kind of been like pushed to the side almost, or not even just the UK, like Europe in general. Mm-hmm. It's kind of been pushed to the side, um, and it's just way too focused on America. Um, I do feel sorry for everyone that's still in that sort of cycle because it's not a nice cycle to be in, obviously with visas and stuff like that to get across. But we're now finally starting to see more European talent come through. You got like Hydra the last few years, uh, Hixie, obviously first event wins it. And then you beans. got Beans, that guy, he's, he's unbelievable, nice. you know, so good. So like the amount of like talent there is in it, just that I just feel like it's just like a wasted market almost. Like London should be tapping into it. They should be forcing like an event there. There's so much like wasted market there that it's not being, it's not being used. There's something so good about the UK and I just really want to go home. I just want to go home and just experience some Nando's again or something, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. I, I'm torn on it, because listen, I would love to have an event in the UK, but then I also mean this in the place way ever, but like, fuck the UK also. Because when you guys had the league, like the EU league back in Black Ops 3, I'll remember, it would be two top UK teams. There'd be 8K viewers. Then Fabi and Vitality would play, 100K fucking people watching. Like, I want, I want more like European Someone's countries Someone's gonna clip that out I of want... context. What we just talked about, dude. No. That, you're gonna be banned, no, no, dude. Like, the like, king like, is gonna cut you down, listen, buddy. The live, the live <laughs> events there are amazing, but it's always been weird to me because the support seems unbelievable when you have a live event there. But like, I remember when it was like UK only teams. Like the viewership was always so low compared to like some of the German and French teams and Spanish teams because you just had the you know well, they had the and YouTubers. And they had the YouTubers. Yes, that was a yes, they did. That, that's a big part of it. But like. I, I guess I, I want more events in the UK, and like I, I hear it. I, to, I totally agree, but like I guess I'm just thinking bigger than that. Like I, I want, yeah, more like German, Spain, Spain France. Yeah. Like, yeah, like that's 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 ultimately. Yeah, we need Spain in. Like. We need Germany. Obviously, Visco Barsov was carrying the viewership when mm-hmm. it when he tried in Black Ops Three. It sucked. He didn't make it. Yeah, no, there is so much like in Europe that I feel like would help COD so much. Yeah, like this. They like Spanish, French. Obviously, the 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 fans there are actually wild. Like ESWC used to be crazy as well. I thought that was like the first big event. Everybody's yeah. like, "What the? F-? You yeah. gotta go there!" Like that that I heard about. Then Gfinity's came around, and now we had like the Birmingham's and London's, the Copper Box. Like, yeah, no, I'm with you. Get me back to it. <laughs> Get me back to it. Um, finishing World War Two, you guys. I mean, was not. We best. sucked. We sucked. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, we sucked. Yep. What? You don't qualify for stage two playoffs? <laughs> yep. Come on. D20, keep them coming. D24 champs. Yep. yep. <laughs> keep it coming. I just, yeah, put, keep I, I just typed, what the fuck happened? That's what yeah. I typed. <laughs> That's literally <laughs> what I typed. We were talking through it. I'm like, well, what the fuck happened there? Yeah. Like, what? Uh, yeah. We we were not good. Um, no, we were good. 
Yeah, you were you we had a couple of good. seconds. Yeah. And then we were good. And then we weren't good. Like it was just a yeah, the team just didn't work. I feel like there was so much wrong with it. Um I feel like it was just a roller coaster. Like we started off the event or started off the year, got second. Egos were high. Obviously it was like Tommy's first time play like doing well and stuff like he just joined. So egos were high. Straight back down because we were crap. Next event, because we bet, I'll be honest, after that first second, we barely scrimmed. We went to the event, the next event, um, and we didn't even know the SDG was meta. Like, we got 50 point clubbed on St. Marie against Cole, like, Parasite, Nagafence, Study, I can't remember who else. Was we it got like 50... Blast for? Blast? May, maybe. Yeah. We got 50 point clubbed on St. Marie, and Haggy stood up, was like sticking it on us. And then he told us the matter. And we were you like, You guys didn't scrim at all after a second? <laughs> I, I, I would get into it, but I'm not going to get <laughs> no, into no, it. Don't it. Some, it's a lost time ago. Some, yeah, like, was it Dashi on the team that year? And like Censor? Like, who else was on the. Like, that, that, was that, was that, yeah, that was later. That was later. later. But yeah, like, he stood up, was like, Yeah, you guys suck. And SCG's the matter. And then he told us the class. Whilst we were still playing them, going into the SD, and then we beat them the next three maps. <laughs> <laughs> no <laughs> shot yeah we beat on the next three maps it was like yeah cheers for that thank you um and then it was just like we just had a like, unfortunate losses like then we played we played what's their names e united so clay in that in the next the next match and clay was running around with a kimbo pistols dropping 30 so we were just like this this motherfucker like, just, you know, after he drops 30 with the Akimbo pistol, standing up, screaming at us. We were like, this fucking guy. So, yeah, no, nah, we, we, were, we were not good that year. There was so much that just kept happening. Um, I don't just, remember that. Yeah. I remember the M1 Garand, like, thing that went down. Like, he pulled that out. Yeah. Well, I don't the remember FG, the Akimbo. The FG was, like, the thing. That FG4, yeah. they, like, three-bolted people. That was really... People were running, like, three of those. And then yeah. that thing got nerfed a couple of times. I still remember Akimbo's at all, like, <laughs> I don't either. Yeah. I don't think they were like too crazy, but I I, I could also oh, they be were. wrong. Play <laughs> pulled them, play pulled them out and was smoking us with them, and then I think, maybe, I think maybe it, we got banned after that. Fuck. <laughs> no, they, it got it got quickly like everyone was like, yeah, no, nah, this is too cheesy. But of course, mm. Clay pulls them out like, yeah, yeah. This, this this guy finds all the cheesy stuff. So yeah, yeah. Okay, so then going into Black Ops Four, you know, end on a shit note in World War Two. Black Ops 4, you join Red Reserve, which I, you got to imagine. Well, look at that young Bant's pick. Look at that. Wow. Look at that oh, guy. Oh, <laughs> so He's me. Yeah, I look twisted there. Yeah. The you do. I mean, you're probably thinking you end up on this roster, and Red Red had a crazy year. They were kind of like yeah. the splice of Black Ops 3, right? They had a, a number of international success. So yeah. you're thinking, boom, I've got my, I'm right back into the mix. Yeah. Um. And it just never kind of met that success of what you guys had in World War II. I mean, just a much different game. Yeah, it was a different game, but I feel like... I, I promise it's not me, but it, it does seem like it's me. Like The team issues follow. <laughs> I promise it's not me, right? But the team was a mess. 
<laughs> it's not me, I promise. Dude, dude, Bates is like the nicest guy in person. He's just a fucking dick and scrims into his teammates. Like, we just haven't seen this side of just an absolute asshole. But like, were you guys like, were you, is that the time where you guys were going through it massively? Cause like, yeah, Red Razor was... wasn't paying you guys and like you didn't have anywhere to live and all that shit. Yeah. So like, I think that had to add to whatever problems you were having. Yeah, that, that was happening in the background, but I feel like. Well, for one, when we moved, we moved to Vegas for some reason. I don't know why. We had the chance to live in Dallas, but we chose Vegas, right? Don't, I don't know why. You guys were just, taking celeb status. This, this is Vince's gambling addiction, and this is where things fall apart, Joe. He owed, he owed money to him. So, like, the, the, yeah, so the, I think people were like, so what got presented was we stay in apartments in Dallas, or we got we got offered like a million pound mansion in Vegas, and you know what people are picking. Like, I mean, I think honest. anyone gets that. Yeah, anyone gets. But we that. moved there, and we had the worst internet. We won barred every single day, so like mm -hmm. scrims were just chalked. Um, but just the team, like Trey, at one point wanted to run the sub, and then he wanted to run the AR. Matty like wanted to run every wanted year. to run the sub, and then he then he obviously picked up the Maddox and was like, "No, this is my gun." Um, and then Trey was like, no, I want to run the Sorg with Grapple, which, like, realistically, it should be me or Joe running that. We're sub-players. Like, Trey has been known to be, like, a good AR. Mm. Um, but Trey got in his head he wanted to run a sub. So then that meant I had to run the Maddox. But, like, it was a weird dynamic where I was the Maddox flex, but I'd flex the sub and also the ICR. You know, one of those where you join a team and because they had so much success... <laughs> Yeah. I was I kind of joined the team and was like, no, no, guys, I'll cater to you lot. Yeah, whatever you and, want. Yeah, and I kind of catered to the point where I was doing anything for them. I would take mm. the bomb. I would flex. The, Maybe like, a little the too much. Yeah, I was trying to like be the jack of all trades. You know what I mean? And be a master at them all. But it's just like that's hard. That's hard. Yeah. It and then yeah, it it kind of caught up with me. I wasn't playing well. Um. I wasn't comfortable, but like I didn't want to express I wasn't comfortable because I didn't want to be still like young. Still yeah, young. yeah. I was. I just turned twenty-one, I think. Okay. But I was still trying to be like, yeah, you guys had a. They had an amazing year. No one can guess it. Like they had a really good year. I didn't want to join and then create like some weird dynamic. Be like, yeah, you you cater to me now. You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah I tried to into them, yeah. and ultimately it got me dropped. And well, that was going to be my yeah. next question because yeah. we put here that we didn't know where you went, but you you won a sixty thousand dollar amateur finals. Yeah, yeah, I won in Miami. The, the, yeah, that's great. I mean, bro, I know. <laughs> I didn't even remember that existed. I looked at, it, I'm like, what the fuck event was that? Yeah, it was when playoffs what happened in Miami. Yeah, uh, that obviously the amateur event that was like the amateur playoffs as well. It was it like the amateur and, champs? Or yeah, and. It was me, Shawnee, Chain, Quicker, and Nasty. Um, in we were really good. I'll be honest, we were really good. Mm -hmm. Um, and that that I feel like that event saved me in my career because I had a horrendous like the last two years, like obviously World War Two, and then into Black Ops Four. I had a horrendous two years. Um, and I feel like that event was what kind of saved me and kept me. Well, got me probably on a starting roster, well, not starting roster, but on a team going into the CDL. Um, 
Yeah, it was a good time to have success. Yeah. I mean, you didn't you know the, the CDL was yeah. going to happen, but it was a good time to have a little yeah. success on the up and yeah. up for sure. It was a very good time to. Well, how did it work though? Like, because you guys won that, and then you did that get you a spot in the champs, or how did that work? Yeah, that was also the qualifiers. So top sixteen. That's right. Was that's that event? Right. Yeah, that's right. We, we we were close to going into losers early because we played Pharaoh Shotzi. Who else did we play? We played like a really good team. On Black Ops 4? Yeah. We played Shotzi on Black Ops 4. The... Shotzi, wow. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Because we, I DM'd Mark and was like, yo, is he playing? Like, does he want a team? Got ad. Mm. Pure ad. Pharaoh and, Pharaoh and Shotzi had me like, yeah, this guy's crap. We ain't playing with this guy. Um, yeah, we played him. We went down 1 0. They played with a pickup as well because one of the, someone like, missed their flight or something. We went down 1-0, and then we went down 5-2 in search. And I was like, yo, we could go straight into losers no, here. I, I found the team Pharaoh, yeah. Teske, Shotzi, yeah. Spartan, Pacer. Yeah. Yeah, you just played yeah. them round one. Round yeah. one. Wow. Yeah. We, yeah, so we went down 5-2 in the search. Obviously, your boy turns up. I think I dropped 16, you know, nice. to keep us like in. That. And then we just railed him the next map. But, like, yeah, it was... That that could have been a bad time in my career of getting. <laughs> we could have because then loser played um, Mind Freak, and at that point, Mind Freak were on the back to back to back. I think they were. Okay. So yeah, we could have played the back to back to back champions, and then just been probably out straight away, wow. first rounded. Yeah. Wow, so that, this. played like a lot of online stuff that year. I played like, that's when he started playing S and D. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, because he was with Illy, and then he played with a bunch of different people. But I, I totally, totally forgot. Yeah. So that then, um, what CDL comes around? Uh, not the best place to be a champs, but like you said, I got you, got you into that. But um, you get you on Ultra, and this was the CDL Toronto Ultra. Before what people really remember of like the Cold War and the success, if you don't remember an MW, Ultra started with a 10 man roster, which was very, very different. Now it was still 5v5 in MW19. But in a way, they've always this, I mean, this is how they started, like lots of trials. How was how was that for you? Like a 10 man rot, like like that had to have been weird. It was different, right? Yeah, it was very strange. Um, like, I don't know. It was. It, it actually, like, now I think about it, it, it was such a like a weird dynamic because that what like, it was split. We had five Americans and five Europeans. Um, so before we actually got out to Toronto, we used to have like Mark used to go through it. So we'd have to wake up, watch all the EU scrims, and then go and watch all the NA scrims. Wow. So he used to he used to put in a shift early on. <laughs> he puffed in a shift, and then obviously he still had his fiance at that time. So he'd have to do stuff in the morning with her. He had a shift, like he yes, had. She loves him. Yeah, he had to do like a lot. Um, and so when we got out there, I think we went out there for like a boot camp for like three weeks, and you'd basically get to the you'd get to like where we were playing from, like the facility. And everyone would wait, and it would be 10 minutes before the, the, the scrims, and you'd basically find out who's on the A team and who's on the B team. <laughs> and everyone really? just sat there, yeah, everyone's just sat like this, come on, please, is it my chance? Is it my chance? Please, 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 please. And then, obviously, you'd get the message on who's on what team, and then you're just like, oh, B team, man, like, 
Yeah, so um yeah, it was wild. Weird, like yeah, it was crazy. It was crazy and I feel like while the idea is good, I think the way they done it was not so good. Like, I don't think you can make like a ten man roster with everyone being like a respawn player. I just don't okay. think that's ever gonna work. Um yeah. I feel like if you make like two teams, one's like the respawn team, one's the S and D team, like yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe it could work. Yeah, but that's always been like a people, theory. Yeah. Like, could you have like a search team, or like a replacement? Yeah, maybe. I, I, I think it, you could probably get it to work if everyone's bought on uh, yeah. to the idea. But yeah, ten man roster with everyone trying to be on the team. Yeah, it was crazy. And I do wow, feel we... bad because they could they couldn't play challengers. That's where I think uh... it got like messed up. So like near the later end of the year when. The rosters are basically set, mm-hmm. and you're probably not going to get brought in. They were still like having to scrim. Yeah, you're basically you scrimming for nothing. Methods, Looney Classic, Cami, Bance. Then Metals was brought on for Looney. Then Kleenex comes in. Then Classic comes in. You guys finished that year with a Methods, Cami, Bance, Kleenex, Classic. Yeah. Uh, roster. So a pretty wild roster for sure. I I mean. Crazier, you guys do end up winning what your Toronto events, yeah, uh, with with Nikki D. Uh, you guys finished top six, so it was just a, a crazy year. But I mean, it was the first CDL year. Everyone, uh, what you tra- we had a transition into COVID. Uh, that was not a good time. But then comes the fun year. At least I would assume it was a pretty fun year. It, it was at least yeah. a very competitive year uh, for Toronto Ultra, where Cold War comes around. You guys don't. Uh, you don't have the best stage one. You then drop methods for insight. Bam. Uh, you guys win stage two. You're back in the winner's column. Yes, it's online, but I mean, you guys were, I mean, as we'll see the rest of the year, good. Like very, very good. What What was it about that game or that team that just clicked? Was it a combo um, of both? Like what, what was it? I don't know. Like it, I think it was just... All those the wins came at once. Like we had a lot of faith in the team. Mm-hmm. Um, we were just missing the pieces, obviously Jamie, because I feel like Zin was really good at that game, but Zin and Cam just didn't work. I feel like as an AR duo, like I feel like they were very similar. And then you had Toby, who was a crackhead sub, and then it was me who was kind of like the anchor sort mm-hmm. of thing. Like I was having to go back and just make sure like we didn't flip spawns because the rest of them love a chow. You know, I mean, right. the rest of them love the chow. Um, so it just like, I don't know, something clicked. We brought Jamie on. He was very good at search. He just kind of like allowed Cam and Toby to do whatever they wanted. In that, I feel like with Cam and Toby, that's what you have to do. I like, that one so, okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, you kind of just have to let Cam go crazy and let Toby just push whatever he wants. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. It was just something about that game. Like we really understood, like to a really good level. Well, like, it made we, sense. Yeah, that's for sure. It's, that definitely like, helps. That helps. And I feel like that game. Like, I'll be honest. When I first started thinking about that game, like and what made us good, like when I was playing it during that year, it made me think about all my past years. And I, I sat there and I thought, wow, I was actually an idiot on every other cod. Like I genuinely was like. Like, you know when it just all clicks and like you know what you need to do what like, you need to, to do. win. Yeah. What, what it takes to win. Yeah. yeah. Like that fully clicked that year for me. And I was like, 
holy shit. I was a moron the rest of those games. <laughs> like, genuinely, like, yeah. it actually fully clicked to me. Like, I'd, I'd sit and just watch back World War Two, and I'd mm. watch stuff I used to do, and I was like, I definitely made this play and not knowing what I was doing for, like, everyone else on the map. Like, I was blocking a spawn and I probably didn't comet. And it, it, it just clicked with everything. I was like, holy shit, this is wild to think about. Well, that was also the first year, though... You know, depending on what team you're on prior to this, like the CDL leveled up a lot of things, right? But especially I think teams you had, you know, either multiple coaches or I think for a lot of the players, you probably looked at it much more of a career and you had, you, you didn't really know ownership, right? Like you didn't have a yeah. great relationship with them. You just wanted to keep getting paid and you wanted to win. Yeah. You, you, you probably showed up to VOD sessions like, it, it took that extra layer. You're well, like, maybe, maybe not. <laughs> this is the weirdest part. We didn't mm -hmm. watch VOD. Really? We, we watched zero VOD. Okay. So this was like, this is what was crazy to me was we like, it became a thing with us. Less is more. We, this is what became like our slogan. Um, okay. we, we'd barely like watch VOD. We turn up 20 minutes probably before our scrim, just warm up and just load in. Like we done like, I wouldn't say the bare minimum because like when we practiced, we were like, we fully spoke about it and tried, but like we learned, like we don't have to sit there and play 10 hours a day and watch all this to be at our best. Like right, you needed good practice instead yeah, of just practicing two yeah, practices. Yeah. Quality over quantity. Yeah, we, we, that's what we were like. And we were like, we would rather play one set, go hard in it and then reward ourselves by just going and eating food together. Like yeah. that's like, that's how like our team worked. And, we it just worked for us. We were so good by just doing like less than everyone else, and it just I don't know. It was such a weird time. We used to just we'd finish a map. I'd go, why did we do this? Why didn't we should do this instead? And everyone would be like, yeah, sure. And you click like that. And it, was done. <laughs> it was the craziest thing ever. Like, yeah. And you, I kind of took it for granted because like when teams like now like when the teams aren't going well, like it's such a different thing where we have to watch more VOD, but like then you'd say something, it would get done instantly. Well, and, do you think yeah. though as well, like just the game, I feel like the game really helps out with that. Cause I, I was going to ask you, but like, you know, how hard it was to transition from cold war to Vanguard or, you know, from cold war to a game like this, like obviously knowing sort of Treyarch and their competitive, like, you know, you were, are supposed to spawn here. You did spawn here, right? Like, yeah. a to, like things just made sense. Like, so that had to have helped that. Yeah, yeah, of course. Obviously, now yeah. it's it's the it's the uh, the triangle spawns. People say, and it's just but, sort of like, yeah. what the fuck did happen? And you have to yeah. play it again and again and again and go over VOD. Yeah, yeah. So obviously, the game did help. Um, I feel like some players are just better when they know where a set person's gonna be compared mm -hmm. to. Could he be here or nah? He may he may be here. Oh, there's a good chance he could be here. We there's, don't know. There's, yeah, well, there's a 33% chance. I'm correct. Who knows? It, to your point, like that. It, yeah, it was just far more predictive. Where you probably could get away with like less practice. Right now, it's so reactive and situational. It's like you probably do need to grind a little bit more. Yeah. But like Joe, Joe was the good cop and like talk through the good times. I, but like I remember, and I, I'm trying to remember when this was. Like you know, sort of when that that Zen breathing thing became a thing for you on camera. That showed a lot where you were trying to like you know be really calm. But then also like, when was the? I remember there was a moment where you, when the team was struggling. I don't know if it was when Zenny was still on the squad or 
I assume it was when maybe Zinni was still on the team, but like you, I remember you like took a break from social. I, I thought you were like close to retiring because I remember like the community was kind of on you, um, drop bands type thing. And it's, I was worried like he's done. When was that? Like how close were yeah, you to was, scale? Like was, I'm out. That was at the state, end of stage one. Yeah, I was close. Yeah. I mean, I think about it now and I'm like, why was I ever like that? But like during the time it was rough. And that's when obviously it was like COVID. It was peak um, COVID, yeah. Yeah, peak COVID. Obviously, uh, the year before, I spent nine months away from my family and fiance. And then I was just thinking, I don't want to do this for another nine months. Just getting hated, slandered. Um, no matter what I tweeted, what I'd done, there was always a drop, drop bounce thing. So I was just like... I remember it was I bad. Yeah. Like, it was just it it was, was constant. And yeah. your tweet, I, couldn't, I, I was going to go look for it, but I just remember I read your tweet and I was like, fuck, he might be done. Yeah, I I definitely was worked. close to it. Um, yeah, I I was very close. I feel like if I, if I had a bad stage two, I think that probably would have been me. Um, oh yeah, the opposite. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, like it's polar opposite. Like, but now, nah, yeah, I got a lot of hate. Obviously, I I get like Zing got dropped when he was statistically ten times better than me. I wasn't performing. Um, that just comes with the job when you're not performing. A lot of people are going to be on your case especially when there's a lot of support towards the team. But yeah, I was, I was close to being done. Um, so I was just like, I'm not going for another nine months of not being with family and fiance and then just getting all this hate. Like, it's not worth it for me. Um, my mental was very low. And then, yeah, the, the wonder stage two happened, to be honest. The wonder stage two, it was crazy times. That win, like, I mean, in a way, might have saved your career. I mean, quite yeah. literally. I mean, just oh, one. No, re- yeah, that final yeah. Bance was in a different form. That boy was <laughs> yeah. super saying That dude, yeah. Yeah, I remember, like, looking yeah. back, I was like, bro, what was this guy doing? Because, I mean, that was that was a crazy final. Yeah, that was, that was like, I don't even know what happened. Like, when, when people sit there and say, like, um, what's, what, 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 what was the word again? Not when you're locked in, but you're in thingy mode. Oh, flow mode for your yeah, flow. Yeah, flow yeah, state. You're, in flow, flow flow state, you're in flow state. Yeah, so like that got said to us. So we had a performance coach at that point. He was like, you like, you guys were in flow state then. And like, I never really like understood it. But like when you're in it, you're like, you're in it. It's so hard to explain like, how to actually get into uh, it. In yeah, just everything like, is crisp. Yeah. You know where you are on the map. You know where your teammates are. You know yeah. where you need to be. It's just like, yeah, you're just... You don't I know even everything. Think. I know yeah, everything. You do, yeah, you don't even need to like think. It just like comes naturally to you. Like, I'm gonna go do this, and this is what's gonna happen. You know what I mean? And that's basically what happened. At, like every single map, I knew what was gonna happen. Like, knew what I needed to do. Like, it it was wild. It was actually a crazy day because we played. It started off with Minnesota. We beat them, and then it went to Dallas, and then. Obviously, Atlanta, we lost first map. But I was like, you lose a map, and I wasn't worried in the slightest. I was just sat there like, yeah, go. More maps, play. Let's go. And it's just like, it, it didn't think, I didn't think about it. And normally, I'm one, like, I sit there, I'm like, how have we just lost that? Oh, fuck's sake, like, what the fuck have we done? Like, I'm normally like that. So, yeah, it definitely was the breathing. It, it genuinely was the breathing. I believe it. I bet you're just I feel like every player is just like chasing that that post state, bro. I'm just like, oh, getting, I, mean, getting I have like that. one map a day in rank, and I'm like, how do I do that again? <laughs> <laughs> how do I do that again? No, that is a conversation because that's what a performance coach said after was like, how do you achieve flow state again? 
Mm-hmm. And it's just like that is a question that every what athlete. Did I eat that day? Yeah. What did I eat? Yeah. Every athlete probably in the world is like, how do I reach that state every single time? I don't know that I've ever experienced it, but I'm glad for you guys. <laughs> I'm sure you have. I'm sure you have at least once. Definitely. Um, so you guys just have some battles with FaZe. You guys end up getting second that year. I mean, a very close uh, world championship final. I mean, uh, there was a couple ah. of moments that are that are the difference makers. But again, you get back to that international stage, like one of the best teams in the world. I mean, going into Vanguard, it just... We kind of talked about it but i feel like that year lots of ups and downs but you guys stuck it out it just feels like you guys could never i guess just get get it down over a weekend like i don't know if it maybe it was just again i i imagine it had to have just been the title like well, i'm no sure you guys i'm no sure you did. guys were going through it like how the fuck do we figure this out well so i i genuinely feel like th- that whole year was decided within like the first first stage and a half or even the first two stages for us like we obviously won the kickoff started off very well um going into going into stage one like jamie got covid so for the first two matches were chalked we were basically like playing with jamie with covid and then the next two matches cam gets covid so the next two matches were chalked that's when obviously charlie subbed in against florida but then we lost like the next one and then Obviously, we go to the event, we get fourth, obviously good, but we didn't win a hard point. We went like 0-7 in hard point, which is just wild. Yeah, Yeah, which is wild for the team we had. Um, But we were like, whatever, like we got fourth and we couldn't win a hard point. Like, imagine what we could do when we win a hard point. So then we go into stage two. Top 12, yeah. (laughs) So so we went into (laughs) stage two. Toby had COVID for our first two matches. And then I got COVID for our next two matches. And then it's just like we so you guys were like a hundred percent like ever basically in the no, no for the first two, first like two stages we weren't at all and even going into against LAG uh, stage two I was on the back end of COVID still like I like I had to I was taking about five tests a day because this is where we still had to take a uh, get right. a negative test to fly and stuff I was taking about five tests a day waiting to get one negative so like. I was still testing positive, still like, and then I just got one literally like a few hours before I had to travel. I was like, yo, I'm going. Packed all my stuff and went in a, but I still wasn't 100%. Went to the event, got slammed. Like, I feel like a lot of our year was decided on that. And then we had to just try and rebuild confidence from there. And it was difficult. It was actually like super hard. Um, well, yeah. That title on top yeah. of all that. Like, right. Yeah. Because I mean, the only team that, I mean, you could say phase. They sort of figured it out, but they got all the seconds. So, like, they were somewhat consistent until Thieves at the end. I mean, I'd argue no one figured it out. Yeah, it wasn't yeah, like the worst year for you guys. You guys get third in major three, you get top six, and then top six. To, to, it's just like the ultra from, you know, Cold yeah. War just didn't yeah. happen. Just didn't yeah. happen. It was a, it was a tough had, year for yeah. you guys. We had like a high expectations. Yeah. I feel like for us that year, I feel like we tried comparing it way too much to Cold War. Like, you do st- like steps, whereas like, that game wasn't really like that. It was squad spawns, head bash the fucking hill. Get your fucking selves in there and win the trades. But we we were trying to make it so like, oh yeah, so the first two people take a long route to like pinch them. The next two do yeah. this. And it's just like, it, that was not Vanguard really. 
That's a no. point. That's what's tough about COD. I mean, that's, yeah. you know, the title changes every year and you could have a really good game and a really good title. And then next game comes out and well, yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that kind of happens. Um, yeah. So- I, I, I think Joe and I said on the podcast, I think you and I had a conversation about this though, like through your struggles, Joe and I were very much like, because we were a big fan of your team. Like we just, not just because the podcast, but like, we just, I don't know, man, you guys were fun to root for. You had a great vibe. Like we, we, we said, we hope these guys stick it out despite, you know, going through on this title, I guess I'm just curious how, how close was that to happening or what, what was the situation? Um, I don't know how much I can say. Obviously it, it was unfortunate, <laughs> you know, Okay. we didn't stick. I think if it was down to me, like I'll, I would have stayed. Um, I, I said to like, uh, Joel my agent, like, yeah, I would take it. I would take like an 80 K pay cut to stay here sort of thing like, I, like it wasn't the money for me I, there was just something i loved about toronto stuff like I, I they could have offered me like a crap contract i would have probably been like yeah i want to stay because i just loved mm-hmm. the team and wanted wow. to be here um but yeah no they wanted to go a different route um obviously scrap like you can't really argue uh why he got put in um the guy was discussing the whole year obviously they won uh, whatever, but he was just discussing it. It was like a guarantee he was coming in. He was almost like, I'm surprised he didn't get put in halfway through the year uh, with like how bad the team was doing. But yeah, um, I like it was looming. It, wasn't like, close. it was constantly yeah. looming. Like it's yeah. just, I think everyone kind of felt like he was. Well, this is a team that took, took chances. They did it in MW. They did it. You guys did it with Insight. Like team of who's out there next type type deal yeah, like, it, it, they're exactly. always paying attention to, to yeah. try to, to get back on top so. yeah and they've always got it right i'll be honest like toronto just yeah. they they're right with it every single time like they 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 they've got an eye for talent so it's typical to them they're like one of the only teams to actually do it consistently and make it work and i feel like i wait i honestly wish every other team to like copied them almost i feel like it would make the scene so much better by like having a challengers team. Cause I feel like Toronto is proof of like having a good challengers ecosystem. will eventually get you somewhere. 100%. Who, who told us Joe, maybe it was just me, but someone like when all this, like all the changes were going down and teams were forming for the next title, someone at some point said to me like, Vance doesn't have a team. He might be out of the league. And I, I remember like being like, Oh, well fuck that makes me, sad because were, were you guys one of like the last teams to form or what was the i thought they were one of the first yeah we were, were, the, the first. were you yeah, we were we were yeah. early looking in yeah but it's just, it's like i didn't really speak to many i didn't I speak to many people me, though yeah maybe I, someone told me i thought maybe i'm misremembering like vance might be fucked he's on our squad and then i remember when you guys got announced i was like oh yeah this team looks great yeah good for me <laughs> I, I didn't really speak to many people i had a lot of people reach out like i was i was surprised in myself like when i got released i was like oh shit, shit. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, like i was i was not confident like i was like oh shit this is not looking good um but I know I had a lot of people reach out and it kind of like boosted me, like my confidence and stuff. I was like, oh, nice. I'm actually wanted like people actually look at the ultra team and thought like I was a valuable part. So I was like, oh, that's kind of nice. Um, yeah, I had quite a few people reach out. But my thing was like, I don't really want to do much until I know what Cam and uh, Marcus were doing. So I know them two like wanted to play with each other. So I was just like, 
I'm just going to wait, you know, see if things fall in place for them. If not, I'll decide after. Um, yeah, luckily I I was able to jump on with them, you know, follow Cam around a bit. You know, <laughs> he's not leaving me yet. Yeah, not leaving, not leaving you yet, dude. You guys, are, yeah. you guys are still, you guys are still kicking. All right, so uh, this year for the Rocker, bit of a roller coaster. What stage yeah. one? Um, not the best, uh, you know, stage number so, one. Online, online, yeah, three and one. Online, three and three one. one. Okay, well, the yeah. major one, major one wasn't wasn't what no, you guys were looking no. for. No, not no. what you're looking for. Um, and then though stage two things start to, to turn around, it, it seems right. You guys, um, yes, do well again online, but I mean, the talk was, is like this team could be a top four team. There was all the talks of the investment from rocker, uh, with you guys. Um, I think just really the question I have is you guys go from almost being into a grand final to then losing eight matches in a row in the stage three and major three w was it that match versus phase like was was that the moment like do you think things could potentially be different if you guys win that one or is, is there a lot more to it i think there's a lot more to it i feel okay. like so obviously the phase thing happened socks play obviously went four one up and then five three up i think it was like yeah, silly. like those two you're like these should be clear like finishing that and who knows what. But I feel like with the team, we had like really a really good ceiling. Like yeah. we, we could have like went like super high, but like our floor was so, so low. Like we were just either really good or really crap. I'll be honest. Like it, it, that's basically what it was. And you're never going to be a good or not even a good, like an amazing team if you're inconsistent and that's what it was we were so inconsistent like I, f I think there was a stat that brian said to us going into well at the end of stage three maybe where like we had a winning record against the top five teams but a losing record against the bottom four teams and you wow. just look at our team and you're like that makes no sense yeah. i think it was the end of stage three or like during stage three and it was like that should never be the case ever um, but we were just super inconsistent. Like our practice was awful. It it, it was it was kind of like looming. I feel like I feel like during stage two was just like individually we were having some amazing like matches. But as a team, yeah, did, there was something missing. I feel like there was something missing. One hundred percent. Sorry. Well, speaking of something missing, you guys, you know, like I said, it's like eight, I don't know, eight matches in a row. Luckily, yeah. you still had some good online stages. You had a couple, like I said, a top three. So points wise, you're still, you know, top eight. Uh, but coming into the, you know, uh, stage four, you guys add fame. I mean, similar to when you guys add a new player. Do you know much about this kid? Is it on the coaching staff to really, you know, scout him out talent wise? Well, I didn't really know much about him. I've heard things. Okay. Um, the thing is, I heard he was a sub, and that's like a sub player. So I was like, Adam, it isn't in as an AR. Like this could go really well or really bad. Yeah. <laughs> but um, no, yeah, I, I just, I don't know. It was, it was, a, it was a weird roster change. So after stage three, um, obviously we went 
like you said, 0-8, I think. We're on a, oh, like an 8-loss streak. 0-13 in S&D. I think we were like 3-20-something in map count since that phase loss. I think it was something like that. Um, Horrible. Horrible. Yeah. Like, we were not good. Um, Obviously, the, most of it was probably confidence and like lack of faith and stuff. But after that, like the team kind of like didn't really speak. And then there was like a conversation with the, obviously the coaches and all of us and basically said like, we're even going to stick us out and everyone puts everything on the line now. Like, or we're headed, we're, we're going with trials because at the end of the day, we don't know who needs to go, but we need a change. And I was like, oh shit. <laughs> no one said anything. Like the call was quiet. The call was like pure silence. Like no one wanted to say anything. And then Dan and Brian were like, right, well, no one said anything. I guess we're going with trials because yeah. none of you obviously want to work this to work. It had to be so fucking awkward. It was awkward. just with like, it just with no one, no one saying a word. Yeah. It's just like, it's like if no one says anything there within a couple seconds, be like, let's do this, boys. It's like, yeah. it's dead. It's dead. Yeah. Like, yeah. It, was, it, was pure, it was pure silence. Yeah, I don't lose then... that many matches in a row. I yeah. mean, I'm sure you guys are, you know, trying to figure it out every day and it can just be demoralizing. Like, you're all yeah. vet vet players for the most part. Like you've, yeah, you've so had success. It gets worse. So okay, yeah, that, that's not the end of it. That is not okay, the end perfect. of it. Like, um, and this is all because like I feel like no, none, none of us have really said our our piece of what happened, and it's just everyone's just been tweeting us. So I feel like it. People need to hear how bad the team actually got. Um, yeah. So then. I was like, I spoke to everyone individually and I was like, yo, I'm making the decision. We're sticking. Like, I'm I'm not going to sit here and like, just be silent. Like, yo, we're sticking. So I called Dan and Dill. Me and Dill hashed out everything. Me and like Dan spoke. And then I, I made a call with everyone. I was like, yo, everyone get in. We're talking about this now. We're, talk we're going through and saying what you, you like, don't like about the player. We're letting everyone know everything now and we're going into it clean slate. Mm-hmm. So we do that. We do, we're on the call for about an hour and a half. Like everyone went through and said stuff. So we're like, oh, nice. Yeah, like everyone's bought in. This is great, right? Yeah, aired it all out. I like that. Yeah. You know, sometimes it's what you need. Yell at each other. Just, after, just uh, too late. It's too late at this point. After, after four days of scrims, we were one in 19 in hard points. <laughs> um, <laughs> at least you're being honest because you ask any other coach, bro, they're undefeated in hard points all the yeah. time. In <laughs> no, honest, like, people need to know, like, how, like, we did yeah. try. Like, I'll be honest, like, we, we, we tried sticking and going through, like, we were one in 19 in hard points. We didn't win a second set, like, we didn't win a map in a second set for five days. A map, a map, and a control in, and a hard point, yeah, and an SD, like, literally, hard point okay. S &D, like, we played all modes and didn't win a map. You know what I mean? So like your motivational yeah. speeches must fucking suck, man. <laughs> like, oh, <laughs> you get these guys all on a call for an hour and a half, and then uh, it's just like when I, you know, I mean, know what? At yeah. least you tried, right? And you tried to reset it, like probably what you've done in the past or what's working yeah. in the past. And I'm sure they've all done something similar. And at that point, it's kind of just like, all right, well, yeah, we, yeah, we, 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 we need yeah. something new. Yeah, what do you and I feel like. Point? I feel like at that point it was just done. Like there was no faith in the team, nothing. Like something needed to change. Um, and obviously that's when 
Uh, big big Kev Fame came in, and uh, honestly, I'll praise him. Like he came into a shit show. I'll be honest, he came into it's not a, it wasn't a, like a good place. Like no one was happy. You know what I mean? Like it's never just going to be like a a good environment to come into where the team's been slammed in scrims. Oh, and eight on an eight loss Especially streak. You, when you're the young one, like yeah. you're trying to bring the good vibes, like you don't really know many so, people. So like, yeah. and he's running a different role to what he's been running the whole year. Like, yeah, it was a it was a mess. But like, just everything about him, like he, I, I will praise him. Like, he's came through the ranks of like college card into challengers. Like he's been through it all. He's just a sponge. I can say anything to him. He'll be like, yeah, yeah, no, that sounds good. And he's he's just a good vibes. He doesn't rage. He doesn't like get annoyed. He's nice and calm. He's, for he's now. good, man. For now, well, for now. But yeah. like, he's really good. I, I like him. That's what I was going to say, though. That that type of thing, though, like when, when you're like a bunch of veterans, like kind of going through it, I think having a new player who's just hungry as fuck and just wants to like prove themselves, like yeah. that, that energy and vibe has to just like sort of help put other shit to the side. Because, yeah, like you said, just a sponge and just like, I just want to play. I just want to win. Like, whatever. We're, we'll, I'll do whatever. It, it's got to yeah. help. Well, it's also like, thing is as well is when we like we still went to trials. Like people did get trolled. It wasn't just like instantly like, yo, deal, you're the problem, you're gone. That's not mm -hmm. what happened. Like it, at one point, I didn't play scrims. Like fame came in for me. You know what I mean? Like it, fame trolled for multiple people. Um, and this is just what went in. Um, and yeah, he was just hungry. He just wants to prove everyone wrong. And it's just a clean slate. Like we were demoralized as a team, and you just need someone to come in and just like just get the vibes back we need something like we need a map win please like we, we one in 19 and a half points is unacceptable like it's purely unacceptable yeah. even like your talent the talent we had on that roster should have at least been able to carry a map win like yeah. that's it that's all there is to it but we couldn't even do that so at that point it is just a dynamic like the team just isn't clicking people have no faith the team was just done Makes sense. Um, yeah. We do have one. Yeah. We do have one clip. We're gonna we're gonna watch because attach attach. You know, obviously he's been around for a long time. But um, you you're talking about the trials, but we'll just play this kind of his sh you know sharing his point of view really quick, just about him basically saying he felt like was told he had to slow down and he didn't he didn't like that. <laughs> you think because you were too slow? Nah. Because if it was up to me, I would not have been too slow. But I was just playing how I was told to play. I was on the leash. See, uh, uh, you're moving too much. You go sit on that side of the map and you don't come out. I said, all right. Well, listen, you, I mean, listen, at this point, it's probably the day after the day of you're dropped. You're pissed. Yeah. I mean, you know, um, and, and I feel like maybe that's one thing he kind of focused on, but you kind of said, like, we tried. I'm assuming you guys tried everything and anything to get it to get it figured out. Yeah. I mean, so there's lots of different things to this clip. So, one, yep. I did not tell him to slow down. Probably coach your staff. Yeah. Yeah. Coach anything, I, don't, yeah. I can't talk for everyone, but, like, I remember me and Cam having a conversation with him. So it was, we were out one night. Um, obviously, a few people had some drinks, but I, was, I went up to him. I was like, "Stop playing so scared! Like, chow more. Throw some chows out. Like, I'm not gonna say the words I used, but I was like, you're, you're playing so scared. Like, 
throw chows at people, like, play with some confidence. I'd much rather you put, like, do a mm. shit play, but 100% confidence in it, than do a play you don't want to do with 0% confidence and just get shit on. Like, mm. I would much rather you just go into anything with 100% confidence, because at the end of the day, if you do a shit play and you get a two-piece, fucking great play! Fucking well done! Good shit! Like, that's, yeah. the, that's how I see it sometimes. Like, even the worst of plays sometimes, as long as you go in with it, with everyone on board, and with out. confidence, it works out. And you that's guys desperately what, needed some swagger, like, and just yeah. some confidence. Like, Yeah, like, that's, that's what I feel like the Toronto team on Cold War, we were so good at. Like, I'll be honest, we've probably done some dumb shit. But, like, <laughs> we were all on board with it. Like, we could have literally said, yo, let's all four rotate to the back of the map and hide. And I genuinely would believe everyone would have been like, yeah, fucking great, cool, let's go do it. <laughs> I'll be honest, like, that's, that's what it was like. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so, like, we just didn't have anything like that in this team, and that's what we needed. So I was just telling them, like, yo, ciao, more. Like, I, I don't care. Someone else will go and pick up, like, your bad timings and stuff. Like, that's what a team is for. 100%. Like, it's not, it's not like... Yeah, you just made a bad play. Like I'm not gonna go in cover what you've just lost. Like no, that's not what a team is. Some the COD is not like a a perfect game where you you can play perfectly every single time. There's gonna especially be times. Yeah, yeah, especially <laughs> this one. Like with the, it, like unpredictable spawns. Sometimes there's gonna be times where you where you where you mess up. Yeah. Um. But it was like we were so scared to mess up in just like do the wrong play and you know. Obviously, you could tell in our gameplay. Everyone watching, we just looked crap. Um, yeah, it was just, uh, just a, uh, you know, a bad, a bad time for these. This four. And I mean, attached what he's still a sub, and who knows? Yeah. There's still a chance. You guys have multiple stages left. Well, he could he, still be in yeah, the starting lineup. Oh well, yeah, he can. He's he's still a great player. And he, I yeah. honestly like he's probably the best like teammate when it comes to like going for food, wanting to watch pod. Like I genuinely like, I cannot fault him out of game in the slice. I I could try and think of something, but I genuinely can't. Like he's one of the best teammates I've like ever had when it comes to stuff like that. Um, it just sucks. The, the team didn't stick. Uh, didn't yeah. stick. Didn't click. Didn't work it, out. It, it, yeah, yeah it, just, it just sucks. It sucks so bad. So you got rid of attached because you when you're up four zero. Oh, and then I was, yeah, fuck this guy. How dare he reverse <laughs> me like this motherfucker? Like, get him gone. <laughs> Unbelievable. You bring that up on this podcast, man. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right, so um, you know, we get into now. You had fame. Uh, you get the rocker home series. Um, this was a, a discussion. We'll, we'll get to that point. But I mean, for you guys playing in front of kind of a, a home crowd, you get two matches a day. You get to play land. Goes well. You guys win both of your matches. Kind of how was how was Saturday for you? Yeah, it did. It was good. Um, stressful, very stressful because obviously it's big matches for us. Um, we're eighth. Obviously, now with those two wins, I think we're like 10 points behind 7th, 20 behind... I think we're 20 points behind 5th place. Like, well, there's probably added was, pressure yeah. after the Vegas yeah. win, too, I would imagine. Yeah, exactly. Like, it was a lot was... of pressure. Like, um, And that, them, like, LAG in Florida, like, they are just those weird teams. Like, they can beat, like, anyone on the day. Like, they not... Florida beat New York at the event. LAG are Unreal S&D team, and they've been looking good in Respawn. Um, as everyone's seen, Joe Deceives was having an absolute blinder. But <laughs> what was the stat you said from your coach? You were losing to those teams and beating the top ones. So I'm sure yeah, exactly. like, you're yeah. like, let's not keep doing that. Yeah, exactly. So it it was actually a stressful time. Like people don't realize, like 
how stressful it can be. And I was stressed. Like, I'll be honest, I played like crap. Thank God my teammates fried because I <laughs> played like crap. Um, yeah, no, it it was a stressful time. I'm so, I'm so happy we actually won searches. Like, we actually looked good in the mid rounds, which was uh, probably our problem in SD. Like, we had no adjustments. We just we try and do one strat, and if it didn't work, we were done. So yeah, no, I'm 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 happy with the the way the team played. I'll be honest. Yeah, I mean, it gotta be right. Uh, yo, yo, um, and then on the other side of it, you kind of talked about Vegas is chasing you. Uh, there was there's these other thoughts now that are coming out, and I I don't think this would have this would have maybe been as big of a discussion if they weren't you know ten to twenty now thirty what thirty points behind you guys. But uh, Clay had some thoughts, um. He talked about uh, how when they're chasing Rocker, they get to play two matches in one day, a home crowd, where's the integrity in this? Now, I feel like for Clint and I, I, I this could be a very big discussion just about the whole league in general. Because if you yeah. look at the, the first iteration of the league, that's kind of what this was, right? Everybody yeah. had home series. Now it's a little bit different. Like, even if this is even similar to majors, right? Uh in a way, a major is kind of similar. You, there's a hometown crowd, um, right? Like Optic, you know, they almost got eliminated by London. Then they finished second. You could say the crowd was a big part of that. So I get what Clay's saying, especially now, like two matches in a day, right? That helps. Home crowd advantage, I'm sure that helps, right? Having that energy behind you. Yeah. I just think the other side of it is like, if Vegas wants to run that event, I don't think the league would say no to that, right? It, I The thing is, I get every, like, angle of it. I do, but, like, I don't know. It, the, it, the thing is, as well, if we lost that first match... Yeah, you could have got smoked. We, we would have probably lost, like, the next match. It could have been a chance, because we, then we would have been on a nine-game loss streak, you know what I mean? Then we're going in the, the same day against LAG who are warm and ready to play. Like, it can work both ways, but mm. I feel like everyone is only looking at it from, oh, if they win, they go and play another team after a win. Like, people are only looking at it one way, but it can go both ways. And yeah. I feel like, I don't, I don't think there should be, like, this negative thing around this event. It is a good event for the league. It's a very good event in general for just, like, the grand scheme of the league. They they were able to sell four hundred tickets to a one day event, yeah. like it, that could lead to so much more. And mean we keep our jobs for so much longer, like it is so much bigger than. I'll be honest, it's so much bigger than this this race. I feel like of getting top eight for champs. I feel like it's so much bigger than that. And I feel like the people that are just putting a negative stamp on it, like have to think about bigger picture in the league, in what it could come to where we have more land qualifier matches which is what everyone wants that that's i think you're i think you're spot on it's just it's just weird because i think that's yes what we all want that's what we where we all want to head and the teams have the option to do this but it's weird because we're not really in like a home series format anymore we're in like a covid online format still um and it's just like it's yeah no no i hear you i hear you i hear you but it's like it's weird because like i get I mean, from the CDL side, it's like you're probably like, oh, my God, someone wants to run an event. Hell, yeah. Like, Because if people aren't aware, like the CDL covers like the production costs and the broadcast, but it's on the teams to use these events to 
try and make money. They're very expensive to run, but you know, you think you sell tickets, sell merchandise, like that is where you ultimately want to try build and build up your fan base. Yeah, build yeah. up your fan base. Yeah. Um, but like people haven't, you know, really wanted to run events because they they are very expensive and there's some risk that goes with that. Um, but it's just I think kind of weird for some right now because it's just like you know, like the only one, and it just doesn't really necessarily make sense with how we're doing it. But I'm with you, just trying to view it as like a viewer. Like I loved it, like just seeing seeing all the fans and stuff. It's great. It's just and any negativity coming towards Rocker is stupid because not like I mean Rocker wanted to run an event, but it's on the CDL to make sure like the competitive integrity side. Like any of that shit's on the CDL side. So I, I think it's silly to just give Rocker shit for anything. They just want to run an event. Th- I don't think fans. no, I don't think Clay's saying that or anyone no, else. No, no, is. no. It's I just, think he uh, was. I more meant like fans. Like if you I, were, I yeah. fans put it on Rocker as well. Like why do Rocker? Really? Like, I, yeah, I've yeah. seen a lot of tweets about it, and it's like Rocker are doing something good. We moan. Yeah. There's not enough events. Well, there's not mm-hmm. enough like content and stuff like that coming to the CDL. Rocker are doing that. Rocker are trying to push like the boundaries on what the league are allowing. And now people are saying it's a bad thing. Like, I, you can't win. I genuinely don't think you can win when it comes <laughs> so, yeah. to that. You genuinely can't. It's, it's yeah. actually crazy to me. I don't yeah, think Clay, sure I don't think Clay guys... made it that way, but I did see that. Oh, so, there, Joe, there was like just some shit directed at Rocker, which I thought was just silly. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. No, dude, I... Obviously, I get the clay thing. Like, it, obviously, we're in a in a race to make champs. It is a stressful environment. Um, so I do understand. Obviously, the scheduling could have been better where we played one a day. That's not on you. Yeah, that's <laughs> not like. I'm sure if Rocket was able to hold more people to fly out and we have a bigger event, they probably would have. Mm-hmm. But that's just not what was allowed, or maybe not what was able been able to be planned so yeah yeah uh, i mean hopefully it encourages other teams to do the same you guys need to play on land more you know maybe we get to the point where teams are well, hopefully one day we just get everything back on land i mean hopefully <laughs> that, yeah that would be fantastic um so yeah 100 all right so now we're just gonna quickly run before we get to community questions vance thank you you have been an incredible guest we appreciate sharing all and you're all your, all your stories <laughs> We appreciate it. Uh, you bring some good you know, guests. Thank you. Uh, all right. So if you missed week one qualifiers, um, that just happens. Uh, you had what? Rocker go 2-0. Uh, Legion needed a much needed victory. So that race is still on. They beat Boston. Uh, Ultra 0-2 uh, after their yeah. their major victory. Really, the, the summary here is they lose two game fives. They started 0-2 in both series. Uh, it's based off like Hixie's tweets, it sounded like they kind of know what they did wrong. Uh, LA Thieves 2-0, uh, they rebound, I think, after a, a disappointing major for them and uh, some big wins. FaZe go 1-1 over the weekend, still struggling in hardpoint. Why? I have no idea. That feels like it's been their thing the last last couple of years, but they got to figure that out. And Forever, I think the worrisome like... is now is they lost a couple of searches, right? They're losing a couple of searches, and if they lose that while being not the best in hardpoint, that's where things could, could get interesting. Um, yeah. And then... Kind of the, the last team I wanted to note was just Surge. They had a one in three, kind of an off hardpoint weekend for them. Uh, but they're starting to win some searches. Accuracy had a really big weekend, uh, which I think is is always great to see. Uh, so that's that's pretty much it if you miss it. But now to the community questions. All right. Uh, this is from Kid and Envy. Unlimited funds, bans, full Nando's order. What is your go-to? Oh, full Nando's people love, order. People love Nando's, dude. They love um, the Nando's. So I get chicken thighs. Obviously, if okay. you get butterfly chicken, yeah, you'd go in wrong. Trust me, chicken thighs is way better. Uh, okay. Medium. So the, the classic, really. Medium. 
Yeah, um, was chips or fries. Um, and then I, I always change it. Like, I, I can never decide on the second one. Just what I'm feeling on the day, you got your spicy rice, garlic bread. Mm. Um, God, I, I get double, I get double yeah. fries. What's That's up? what I was about to say. Like, or sometimes oh, I'm, like, I'm feeling fries. I'm like, I'm getting double fries. I love them. Perinase you need, and then halloumi. Halloumi okay. is key. Fresh halloumi from Nando's is good. Yeah, you do like cheese. That's what you were yeah. saying. You yeah. love the cheese. Yeah. So, yeah, key. There you go. All right. This one is from uh, Ryan 66 Was there anything that surprised you about the city? I imagine he's talking about Toronto. And was there any Canadian junk food you liked while you were in Toronto? Anything that surprised me about the city? Um... That's what you like about the city. You know, you weren't, you know. Everything. Genuinely, I loved Toronto. Yeah, I loved it when we went for the event, dude. I loved it. I've I've never, like, praised a city so much. Like, it's actually sick. If anyone's never been, you got to go. It's just, like, it's so convenient. Like, you can walk anywhere. The food is amazing there. Everyone's super nice. Like, yeah. Canadians, no, dude. Yeah, they're so nice. Yeah. Um. Like in the UK, like this is this is one thing I compare it to every time. So like when you get in an elevator in the UK, no one speaks. You just all study like this. You get mm-hmm. like some side eyes. Like someone's like looking at you like, and then you're like, what are you looking at? And then you like glare back at them. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's what happens. Like, what are you looking it's a good at? Good old standoff. And, yeah, and they're like, what are you looking at? And then they like look you up and down. But like in 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 Toronto and stuff, like you get in, and they're like, hey, how are you doing? Oh, have a good day. And you just like, who the fuck? Yeah. yeah, I'm like, what? I'm used to like people in the UK thinking like, yeah, I have a fucking shit day. But no, yeah, <laughs> they're super nice. Um, no, yeah, I love Toronto. Everything about it is, is sick. Pro- probably the only bad thing is the taxes. That's, that's, right. yeah. yeah, I get it. it makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then last one is from Bruddy MVP, and he wants to know as, uh, I mean, he wants to know what kind of the differences between sort of your experience in Toronto and Minnesota so far, or any similarities in between the two kind of orgs and the way they're, they're being ran, any differences, any similarities. I think they're very similar. Like you can just tell both, both like teams just care. You know what I mean? That's like the good thing. You like everything they do, they have the players in mind. They will never like, just be like, Oh yeah, fuck, fuck you guys. We're doing this. Like they will always ask you your opinions. Um, they just want, the scene to grow. Where they genuinely like I cannot fault with either team. They both want the scene to grow. They want to do cool things within the scene. Obviously they're both always wanting to host events and push the boundaries. Um yeah, I honestly I love representing Minnesota. Obviously l- loved my time on Toronto. It, it's so weird because they're technically like rivals. Yeah. I love them both. You like you like your purple. It's fine. Yeah, I, purple's my favorite color. It, it is. But yeah, no, honestly I can't fault either, and it, it, I've always felt welcomed and wanted both here and in Toronto. I think, like, those two, I mean, if you take out, like, Optic and FaZe, who were kind of orgs before franchising, like, the two that have probably done the best job at working on building their brand and stuff, I'd, I'd probably go yeah. Rock or Ultra, honestly. Yeah. So I'm sure there's some similarities. Even when you said that whole trial, like, tryout thing to get somebody else, like, that sounds like something Ultra would do, honestly. Like, yeah. That, right, even when you're yeah. saying that, so not, not surprised to hear that. Oh, yeah, both both great, and I love it. Well, we love you, Vance. Uh, that's it, dude. We wanted to go through your career a bit. Uh, we honestly, we were going to talk through the matches a little bit more. We ended up talking about your shit so long. Uh, it was great. Now, just going through like all the different stuff. You've had a storied career. Uh, 
Thank you. It was like I I'm know sure it's kind of last a lot minute. More. I'm sure there's a oh, lot yeah. more. No, I I know I missed a lot, but like I uh, it was kind of last minute with you coming on. I just uh, I appreciate it. Thank you, man. Uh, I appreciate it. Sorry, I may have been waffling a bit too much. Like next no, time no. I speak, oh man, just no, chill we, out. Lo we love to hear it. <laughs> no, that's the stuff we care about far more than like going over the qualifier stuff. Like that's that's what we want to talk about. But yeah. sometimes like it's just uh, you know, once we spend more time on that, it's like, oh well fuck the qualifiers. I want to hear about about his life and everything. And that yeah, you were you're a fantastic, yeah. fantastic guest. So thank you, thank you again. Um I'll say do it. I'll do it for the uh, Toronto Ultra Merkin Maven podcast. Uh, we love you. Have a fantastically sexy evening. Thank you very much for having me on. Anytime again, it's, it's been very fun. I'm not normally a podcast guy or anything. I'll be it's honest. It's fun time with us, right? Yeah, We're fun good guys. Time. I'm not normally the one to, to do something like this, but I've loved it. It's been great. So thank you. Awesome.